We live in a world of constant distraction, and I think that you and I have experienced this firsthand, and because of this, we have lost our ability to focus deeply, which most of the time hinders us from completing a complex task, and it does get frustrating. So here, we're going to look at three takeaways, which includes four strategies that cultivate the skill of deep work. Hi, I'm Day, and you're listening to the Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment. Today we'll be talking about Deep Work by Cal Newport. Here's a quote from the author that we can think about. If you don't produce, you won't thrive, no matter how skilled or talented you are. And to produce something, we need to put in the work. So this made me realize that you won't really get far with just talent and skill, and I experienced this too. So let's understand why. Here are my three takeaways. Again, my takeaways may be different from yours when you read the book. One, there are four strategies for deep work, and intention is at the core of it. Two, productive meditation can help us get into deep work even when we're taking a break. And three, be disciplined enough to stop working at the same time each day. Takeaway number one, there are four strategies for deep work, and intention is at the core of it. So we all understand that we are all different when it comes to advice. One size does not fit all. Uh, We have to look for what works for us and what doesn't. So here are four strategies that we can look into for deep work so that we can use the ones that can be the best fit for us. One, the first approach is the monastic approach. As the same name states, uh, you might think of monasteries, the place where monks live. So imagine the environment where monks live. It's pretty much doing that, (laughs) shutting yourself off completely. It's maybe going in a room or somewhere that is isolated and not going out or coming back until the task at hand is finished. The second is the bimodal approach. This prioritizes deep work above anything else. So you can set four to six hour block each day for deep work. And the time is really up to you. But after the time that you have set for deep work, you are free to do other things. But this is considering that you really did deep work during the time that you have set. So it's similar to the monastic approach that I've mentioned, but it's more forgiving. The third is the rhythmic approach. Uh, This pretty much puts deep work into time blocks. Maybe you've heard the Pomodoro technique or having time intervals when it comes to work. It also uses a calendar to track your progress, which the book talks about more deeply. And I actually use this method now to create this podcast, and I actually plan my week ahead. For example, I put 10 blocks of 90 minutes on my calendar to make it a habit to work within those times. Or to be more specific for this episode, I made sure I put 20 minutes work and 10 minute rest intervals. Uh, I usually use a kitchen timer or a dedicated timer for this. <laughs> Not, I, I don't really use my phone as a timer since it's another distraction. The last one is the journalistic approach. This works when you have a busy daily routine. Let's say you get calls all the time, and this is being disciplined to dedicate any unexpected free time for deep work. By the way, it's not one or the other for these strategies, like I mentioned a while ago, since we all take advice differently. You can mix and match and use it depending on how much time you have. So I usually use three to four depending on my days. So meaning the third and the fourth strategic approach. 
But the point here is that for any of this to work, intention is key. This way, it's easier to track the time that is being spent on things and would give you an idea of how much time it takes for you to do things over time. And with this, I was able to understand what I do with my time as well as you know spot platter patterns on when I am most productive and when I'm not. Practicing this pretty much made me feel like I had much more time than usual. And I do end up having more time because I'm very strict with it. Speaking of productivity, let's go on to takeaway number two. Productive meditation can get us to deep work even when we are taking a break. So productive meditation is just using unproductive time to do deep thinking. When we say unproductive, it's not uh, wherein you just do nothing. So for example, it's doing chores, showering, buying groceries, taking a walk, or since most of us are going back to the workplace, commuting. These are all great opportunities to think. And we can use the time to solve a complex problem in our minds. And this is why most of the time, great ideas come to you when you're in the shower, which happens to me. <laughs> so these called downtimes is where you pretty much are in autopilot and are great opportunities to latch on to a big problem so that you can break it down and solve it. Let's now go on to takeaway number three. This might be the most challenging, but actually benefits our brains a lot. Honestly, I was not a believer in this, but I actually tried it out and saw the benefits and are slowly seeing the benefits. We have to be disciplined enough to stop work at the same time each day. I mean, sure, there are days that we, you know, there are exceptions to this, but it is said that your brain needs some space or a breather to wind down so that it can function to its full potential. And this won't work when we have a get much out of every minute of my time work ethic. As we know or may have experienced that this might lead to burnout. But having a set time will give us the free time every day to recharge. So those were the three takeaways. One, there are four strategies for deep work and intention is at the core of it. Two, productive meditation can help us get into deep work even when we're taking a break. And three, being disciplined enough to stop working at the same time each day actually benefits us. So take time to try out the strategic, productive meditation and ending work at a specific time each day. Again, it won't work overnight. You can make any of the things I mentioned an actionable. If I were to suggest one, I would be... Well, it would be to try out the rhythmic approach, especially when you're working on a deliverable such as a report or a presentation. So you set a time interval for deep work, let's say 20 minutes, and set a time for rest around 10 minutes and repeat it about five times. And this is what I do. And for me, it works wonders. This is the way I get to write my podcasts and video content among other actual work that I have to do and consistently be able to put out output out there. By the way, I just want to mention that the book has so much more to offer such as how multitasking or switching can hurt productivity badly or how to use a calendar the right way when it comes to deep work. If you know someone who aspires to be a creative or know a consultant that is bombarded with work requests or even someone who thinks their attention span is as short as a goldfish, do send this episode to them or better yet, gift them the book. And that was a quick discussion on deep work by Cal Newport. Till the next episode, 
Thank you for listening to the Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment.